and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Evening. Joe, you know, it's a bit hard this week, you know. it's um, it's um, It's been a hard week to be a Rugby League fan this week, I think. Well, I know it has for you. It has. You're very... Demoralised person, aren't you? This week, I really am. I really am. I'm at an absolute low ebb with rugby league this week, and it really hurts me. It's um, it's not been a great week, has it? No. So, um, let's hope we can. Uh, are you gonna? We're we gonna cheer me up over the next hour or so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got on tonight? Um, as always. NRL review, Super League review, and preview, um, and then we we have um, obviously Bobby's stats of the week, and I think it's more of an extended news week, isn't it? With um, you know some some talking points about Origin and and England coming up playing the Combined Nations teams and, and bits of other stuff. So yeah, okay, sounds good to me. I'm inspired again. You might not be. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's have a see. Shall we start with the NRL as we always do then? Yes. Yes, let's start with that. Where would you like to start? Um, something that was not a complete blowout. Oh, there's, oh, there's, there's two. <laughs> so you can either go with... I can see three, actually. Oh, yeah, three. I can see three as well. Which one do you want to start with? Well, I, I think we'll start with a bit of a, a bit of a good news one. I think so. Um, Dragons twenty two, Raiders twenty. Yeah, and a debut for uh, Tyrell Sloan, who yeah. was presented by his shirt before the game by his grandma, who brought him up. Did you see it? Um, no, I must have missed that. And like she came in and, and gave a speech. This little old lady in the old dressing room were clapping her and everything, and then he went on to score a try uh, where he chipped it through himself. Yeah, it was a great try. I saw the try. It was yeah. brilliant. Nice that, obviously, his, his nan was uh, watching. It was one of those sort of moments, you know, where you get something stuck in your eye, you know, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was lovely. And uh, well done. And well done to the Dragons, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um... They were they were they were quite good. Um, I, I, I don't know whether the it's just because the Raiders are so bad at the minute or what. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be complaining, are they? No. Um, no. The there was there was a moment in that match that made me really laugh. I don't really know why, but you see that kick. Can't remember who put it up. It was the Dragons, and it went forward about fifteen meters. But because it was so windy, it went backwards about twenty yards. <laughs> Notice it that. was well funny. Just made me laugh because um, it wasn't like it was a bad kick. It was that windy. It, blew, it went forward and then blew back behind them. Well, they've had some bad weather in Sydney, haven't they? This week it's been really uh, cold, hasn't it? And, and wet, and uh, a lot of the games have suffered through that. I think, haven't they? This week, yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, I thought Ben Hunt looked quite good. You know, he takes some stick, him, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, but I thought he was quite good. Um, during that match, um, and the the Raiders at the end when he got put into touch right at the very end, and I thought that tackle was complete, and I um, 
I thought they might have got a penalty for that, but they they, they didn't. They said it was one movement, um, but the Raiders were absolutely blowing up at the end. I think Elliot Whitehead was going mad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know we say it quite often, but they're an odd side, aren't they? Very, very odd. They just seem to have been in complete disarray since all this, since the Williams saga, haven't they? Yeah, I don't think that's done them many favours internally, I don't think, has it? No, not at all. So, um, Should we go with another non-blowout? Knights yeah. 10, Warriors 6. Mm. Yeah, M- M- Mitchell Pierce was back, wasn't he, for the, the Knights? Yeah. Seems to be, obviously, he takes some stick as well. I said it in the past, he takes some stick. Mitchell but I Pierce. really like him, I think yeah. he's a good player. And yeah. I don't think it's any coincidence that he comes back and then they start, you know, they, they win. Um, featuring, I can't even remember who it was on now, to be honest. Um, I think it was a Knights player that got simbined. Um, featuring the lowest tackle I've ever seen for a simbining. <laughs> the lowest head-high tackle I've ever seen. You know, we talked about, there was about three this week after we mentioned it last week where um, I think it was uh, Cleary, wasn't it, that fell in. To somebody last week, I was that this week. I can't remember, but we were talking about it last week, didn't we? Where people were falling into somebody, and they just didn't have um, time to get out of the way. It was an ankle tap last week, wasn't it? And, they, and he went flying. Through oh, the air. was it the Raiders, Matt? Yeah. And um, this week, again, because of the wet weather, there was about three players that fell, and they were no more than hip high mm. as as the tackle came in. They're already moving in to make the tackle. And because they've fell, they're already committed to that movement. They've like not been able to, to do anything else but catch them around the head. Yeah. It's not really a head-high tackle, is it? Not really. I mean, if you've already started the motion of you know, attempting to tackle... And then somebody falls into you. Well, you can't just stop. No. It's impossible. No, it's an odd one. But that was, that was the lowest one I've ever seen. They were about knee-height. Yeah, it's and they got a simbin. Becoming a stupid rule, isn't it? Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the I thought um, Reese Walsh struggled as well under the high ball. Dropped a couple, didn't he? And cost him. Well, that one a try that I can remember at least, and yeah, he's been picked for, for Origin this week. Bit of a uh, furore about that, isn't there, this week? Yeah, I think it's it, the, the stuff that I've seen, all the, the journalists and stuff, seems to have split them right down the middle. Well, Gus Gould, wasn't he, was saying it was a disgraceful decision by the Queensland selectors. Yeah. He's only saying that because he's he's at the Warriors, though, isn't he? Yeah. He's obviously, you know, trying to look after his own players and stuff. Would he be so vocal if he wasn't a Warriors player or he wasn't working for the Warriors? Don't know. Probably not. But um, but the, he said, even if he makes five tries and saves five tries, it's still a disgraceful decision to throw him to the wolves like that. We'll see. And then there's, you know, the, the, I think a lot of the, uh, the stuff that I've seen it seems to be more players sticking up for him, saying, you know, he's eighteen, and when you're that young, you don't, you know, you have no fear or whatever. And I think that's probably right. The old adage of. If you're good enough, you're old enough. So, just begs the question: Is he good enough? Yeah, I would agree. At this stage, when you look career. at some of the you know the teams over the last few years and who's come through and who's played there, I don't think he's quite at that level yet. But 
No, and probably if he'd have come into that team while they still had people like Thurston, Cronk, mm. Slater, English, that sort of thing, you probably can hide, not hide a little bit, but you know what I mean, you can probably find it a lot easier to be, fit be in. a bit more protected. But it seems to be that they're throwing him in to save the team, which yeah. is a big difference. Yeah, massive difference. Anyway, we'll come on to that, won't we? Yeah. Um, and the only other game that wasn't a blowout was Cowboys 24, Sharks 26. Always trust the Cowboys to come up with a close game. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean Johnson, I thought, was fantastic again. I've wrote the same thing down. Yeah, I, I thought he was excellent. Really dominated and stuff and... Surely somebody over there is going to pick him up. Surely he's wonder, not going to end up in Super League. I wonder where. I was just going to say, I wonder where he'll end up next year. I can't see it being Super League. If he's playing like that, if he carries on playing like that, you know, if he's himself issued a warning of come and get me, he obviously don't want to come over here in the first place, I don't think, does he? No. Um, but yeah, Cowboys again making it close, but. Falling short. I thought the Kyle Felt try was quite funny when he scored. Oh, was that the one where he just sort of like just picked it up and then just just put it down back in the corner? Yeah, it was really clever. That I thought it was funny. Um, it just looked funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, it just seems like there's not much to say on the a lot of the games these weeks. But this week, but no. Well, we talk about Sean Johnson, somebody who does know where he's going next year, and. Um, must be wondering why uh, is Adam Reynolds yeah uh, Broncos nil Rabbitohs 46 yeah um, the, I, we, we've said it before right? in certain games where we've said if you swap the scrum halves the other team wins or the other, or, yeah. we? we've said yeah, that before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You take Reynolds out of the rabbit holes and put him in the Bronco, it's not going to make a blind bit of difference, is it? No. They are an absolute disgrace. I'm sorry, but their professional pride should be... They get they get nearly 50 points, plus put them on every single week. Yep. Yep. I was, do you know what? I watched that, and I was really, really annoyed. In fact, that's one of the things that started off me disillusionment with the game this week. Because yeah. I'm like, your professional pride should say... No, hang on. We're not. We're not getting fifty points put on us this week. But the gaps that they leave and the lack of intensity in defence for a team like who are the best supported team in the NRL, who have more fans to please every week than any other team, and the effort that they are putting in, and and they seem to have blamed Anthony Milford for sort of everything. Who now isn't even in the team, and they still haven't improved. So did they go round to Milford's house on on Saturday night and just say, uh, Anthony, listen, you just just you're all right for next week. <laughs> it's just an embarrassment. I never thought I'd see the Broncos like this ever, because they were they've always been up there, haven't they? Always. Um, best bit about the, the the Broncos in this game was the Xavier Coates try saver. Yeah. We stopped Dane Gaga, he ran like 90 metres. Yeah. And stopped him on the line. Do you know, and that's, when, you, when you're down that much in a team like that, that that's great, you know, that's that's some real effort. But, and I totally agree with you, that, that was a really, really great effort from him. But if that's the highlight of your game, 
If that's the highlight of what you've put in over 80 minutes, that is shameful. No wonder he's off to the storm next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely shit. Oh, we're getting 50 points, but we'll get rid of our best player anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good for the Broncos at all. No. Um, Alex Johnson again with a, a double, though, for the Bunnies. Just keeps scoring, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's massively underrated. Yeah. Massively. Uh, i tell you else it's not looking good for. Well, there's a, there's a few teams, isn't there? But one of the other teams it's not looking good for either um, is the Tigers. That, I've never seen an opening 20 minutes, 25 minutes like that. <laughs> I phoned you up in a while it was on. Yeah. And we watched about 10 minutes just giggling like little kids. Yeah. Like because every time they got the ball, they just seemed to stroll through some gap. And then put the ball down. We, I think whatever time it was, 15 minutes, 20 minutes into the game, and you said you rang me and I heard the commentator say that the Tigers had touched the ball literally for three tackles. <laughs> and it was about 24-30-0 at that point, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, I've never seen anything like it, but we, I mean, I say we were laughing and, and stuff, but they were just... They were relentless. Never seen anything like that. It was forty nil at half time. Yeah, was that under eight's defence? Yeah, it was forty nil. And then it shows Michael Maguire going in the changing rooms, just saying a few words, and then going out with all his coaching staff and leaving them to it. There's yeah. not you got you got us out. You got us into this. You get us out of it, <laughs> won't it? Yeah, I'm off. I don't think there's a lot. A lot more you can say, really, to that, is there, apart from that? No. To be fair to them, they only lost the second half, 26-16. Yeah, at least they got a few points on the board. Yeah. I was a bit gutted, really, because when it's like 60-odd <laughs> points, you want it to be nil, I think. I want it to be nil. Yeah. <laughs> so like 70-odd nil or something. Yeah, yeah, it sounds better, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. It doesn't sound as good as a win, it, a good a win does it, as it could have been at half-time. Yeah. Um, a, a penny for the thoughts of... Uh, Oliver Gildart and Jackson Hastings. Yeah, they they might be on the phone to Ian Lennigan saying that they want to stay yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. They, sure, they must be thinking, what are we doing? Yeah. A little bit like Adam Reynolds. <laughs> I need a better agent. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I know just the man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they must be thinking that. But I was a... And yeah, right, so... 40 nil at half time wasn't actually the worst 40 minutes that was put in by a team in the NRL this season. Uh, this uh, this week, sorry. Or this season. This is, we this is a joke. So, Gold Coast Titans, the Mighty Titans. Your team. My team. 24 8 up at half time against the Sea Eagles. And I'm thinking, this is going well. Come on, Justin, keep going. You're doing, you're doing well here, lad. Um, anyway, final score Titans 24, Sea Eagles 56. Uh, 48 nil in the second half, and they conceded nine tries in the second half, including uh, Turbo Tom, three assists and three tries, and uh, who's the goal-kicking winger? He got four. Ruben Garrett. Yeah, Ruben Garrett. He got four uh, four tries and six goals. And if he'd have got more more goals, because he kept missing them, you'd think he was one from six at one point, mm. um, they could have added an extra ten onto that. To be fair, he probably got to a point where he thought, doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that that was an embarrassment. Forty-eight nil. They lost the second half. That's that's ridiculous. I made the Tigers look all right. Yeah, that's more embarrassing than that. Absolutely. And they just like, and all the tries were the same. They, they were literally carbon copies. They, just, they, they were pretty much carbon copies of each other. And all they did was spread it out to the left hand side, and Turbo Tom either passed it or dummied and went himself. Yeah. And if they passed it out to the winger who just went in, he just walked over the line. Where's the other winger? Where's the Where's the Titan centre and winger? I don't know, but I think Bobby would have got four tries for the Sea Eagles on that wing. <laughs> That's that was that's embarrassing. That's really bad, isn't it? Oh, it's terrible. So on the back of a forty nil half, forty eight nil half, and forty six nil game, um, the Panthers uh, looking really good once again. Yeah, thirty eight twelve against the Roosters, getting the. Players, the origin players back, aren't they? This for for that game and Nathan Cleary, he's just oh, he's magnificent, phenomenal. He was magnificent in that game. Yeah, he Absolutely. would. Absolutely. You know what? If 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 they'd have had Cleary playing, if they'd have had all the other origin players out and just had Cleary playing over the last few weeks, I think they'd have still won the last the two games that they lost. Yeah, where they didn't have him, especially the one. Last week, when they only just lost, didn't they? Yeah, against the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you see the the, the Simbin, um, the um, Saisua uh, Takiaho? Yeah, one of them. Where what we just spoke about, really. Yeah. Um. So, did you see a disciplinary from that this week? No, I haven't. Not guilty. Right. Not guilty. So, <clears throat> my point is, though, in that in that case. He's had a penalty against him. He's been sin-binned. Yeah. And he's been charged. Yeah. All that has happened during the game with the officials on the pitch and the interpretation of the law. And then it's gone to the judiciary and he's found not guilty. Yeah. Work that one out. You can't, can you? I don't think. I, I, again, I, I just, I just don't understand I just don't understand. I that. think it's obvious when somebody has slipped into a tackle, isn't it? And yeah. If somebody's got the back bent ninety degrees, it's not an eye tackle, is it? Good point. Good point. Yeah. It can't be. No, that's a good point. Yeah, because you haven't got that. Yeah, it's not a swinging arm, is it? If you if you're doing that. Yeah. Unless they're coming in. Yeah, like you say, with a swinging arm and decking someone. Yeah. But they're not going to do that. No. Well. Majority of the time, they're not no. going to do that. But that's just an odd one, that really odd, um, not an odd ruling, but the the whole process, if you like, from penalty to simbin to being charged. We thought it would peter out, and it hasn't. We thought that it's got worse. Yeah, after a couple of weeks, because obviously the, the the logic behind the rule, or the. The, the theory behind it is, is probably the right decision in terms of protecting players and stuff. Not but, a problem, yeah. But the, the application of it, that, you know, or, or what we've seen of it, yeah, has become a farce. I actually, in a way though, I feel sorry for the referees because they're just 
doing oh, yeah, their job by the, the no by the yeah. letter of the law. Someone's caught them with with a, an arm, um, and a lot of the time it's a bicep. Yeah, and a lot of the time it, it's that it's that it's that shoulder bicep type of thing. And I th- again, I think there's a difference between that and a stiff arm and a shoulder. Yeah, and I think I feel a bit sorry for the referees who were just. I think referees, I think, live in a bit of fear of um, making these decisions, but then coming under real criticism from the governing body mm. because they've no room for interpretation. Yeah. Or common sense, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, Panthers were amazing, though. They're, they're attacked. You can't defend that. No. You just can't. Um, and I think we've got one more. Yeah. Um, Eels 36, Bulldogs 10. Yeah, um, the Bulldogs are rubbish. I know they sit, they're still sitting bottom of the, the the league, but they aren't as bad as the Broncos, I don't think. I think if they were to play each other this week, I think the Bulldogs would come out on top. Because at least they always get a couple of tries, and they never. They, I don't think they've let forty fifties in as much as the Broncos. They look, they look like they try. Yeah, they they're do not look very like good. They, they look like they try. Whereas the Broncos just look completely void of any effort. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Eels carrying on. Clint Gutherson was really good again. But the, I think the big talking point for me was the Mitch Moses penalty try, where he kicked through, where he stabbed through, and then the the the, um, the Bulldogs player tackled him. Can't remember who it was, but he tackled him, didn't he? Or give him a nudge. Um, yeah, he just tackled him, took him out. Yeah. Um, anyway, it went to the, the screen and the, the video ref said that because he was in front of every other Bulldogs player, yeah, Mitch Moses was in front of every other Bulldogs player, they said he would have got there first. Mm. But he was about 20 yards out, yeah, 15 yards out. And I thought, could you really guarantee him getting there first? That wouldn't have been given over here. No, which it could, because it's supposed to be 100% sure that that player would have scored the try, isn't it? Yeah. But you're right about over here, because we've seen people sort of like practically falling over the line and pulled back. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, obviously he's going to score, that's a penalty try. But they don't just give a penalty. No. No, there, there was... Do you know what, though? I, I quite like that. Yeah, I do. I ain't got a problem with it. It was more of a question of... That would have been given. Would that have been given over here? No, it wouldn't. Well, no. Why? Like, but I quite like the fact that they've got the the nerve to give that. Yeah, because it's it's like, well, what you've done, you've committed a professional foul and stopped that try scoring opportunity. Yeah. So therefore, we're going to give you the try. Yeah, I, I quite I, I quite like the theory behind it. Yeah, no, I do as well. Um, but I think. That just about wraps us up, doesn't it, on the uh, NRL review this week? It does. Um, and we are swiftly moving in to this. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. That's right, it's Bobby's Stats of the Week time. Um, which we are... I know we usually do it after the news, but... We've got extended news, haven't we? We've got extended news. We are jumping into the uh, stats of the week. And I think Bobby has decided who's reading them out this week. Well, I haven't been sent them. 
So there's your answer. But apparently it went to um, an independent tribunal. Who was that? Um, I think it was just Bobby's mate. All right, okay. Um, and he, he said that he just needs, you know, another week. You've ended up having another week. <laughs> On the sidelines. Yeah. Right, there's definitely a poll going out this week. Listen, you know, Bobby starts the week, he gets to choose no. who he wants to read them out. No, no, our listeners and followers should decide that. I'm sorry, but no, I'm putting definitely putting a poll on today. Fine. Today. Do it. Right. Do it. Yeah. Vote for me, I'll give you a fiver. <laughs> I'll double it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so he's got one, two, three, four, five stats of the week this week. Really? Yeah. Four of them are NRL, though, so. And one one Super League. Which he always says is harder to find, the Super League ones. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. Anyway, go on then. Let's see what he's got. Right. Starting off with Uncle Wayne. Wayne Bennett. Becomes the first head coach to co- to win 200 games at a single ground after um, the the uh, Rabbit Holes beat the uh, the Broncos. So he's won 200 games at the Suncorp. Um, he's won 131 of them, giving him roughly a 65% win rate at the ground. And he's 86 years old. <laughs> I wonder how long he'll go on, <laughs> me. Um I went. I, I went off Wayne Bennett a little bit with the uh, when he was coach of England. I'm afraid. Yeah, he, I I thought he messed that up royally. That's yeah. a different story, anyway. Okay. Okay. So, just been talking about Manly Sea Eagles and their their comeback from 24 eight down against the Titans, um, and how Manly went on to win 56 24, scoring 48 unanswered points in the second half. However. The largest margin recorded for points in a single half goes back to 1935 when St George led Canterbury 23-6 and St George went on to win the game (laughs) 91-6, scoring 68 points to nil in the second half. That's a collapse, isn't it? Yeah, do you reckon they just like took all the players off or something? I don't know, but you know what's even more amazing about that? Go on. It would have been three points for a try. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> that's even worse. That's even that is even worse. That's mind blowing. How have they done that? I don't know. How have they done that? A lot of sim binnings for high tackles on our head, <laughs> Especially we've on got, them Oh, we've got eight in the bin. Yeah. It was slipping everywhere then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Right. Uh in the NRL. We've seen some big blowout games this year, which we've mentioned over the last few weeks. In fact, in 2021, has the highest percentage of games where teams have scored 30-plus points in a game. At the end of round 14 this year, 63.9% of games have finished with teams scoring 30-plus points. The next highest percentage was all the way back in 2001, where 61% of the games finished with uh, teams scoring 30-plus points. Last season, 2020, only 42% of the games saw a team score more than 30 points. So it's almost a 20% increase this year. Mm-hmm. Just look, as you were reading that, just looking at the, the results we just read out, and five out of the eight games 
somebody scored more than 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a bit worrying, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which has added to your dejection this week, hasn't it? That's a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, Super League one, number four. Ooh. This week, St. Helens failed to score at home uh, for the first time in 30-plus years. Really? Wow. And then in brackets, sorry, don't have the actual date. <laughs> so there's some research gone into that. Yeah, here's a half arsed <laughs> Yeah, It's a long time, that though, isn't it? Very long time. Very long time indeed. Uh, if any say, Gray, if you're listening, um, perhaps you could put us right on that about when the last time that Saints didn't score a try at home. And why they didn't score a try at home this week. Yeah. Um, anyway, last stat. Boyd Cardner sadly announced his retirement this week at the age of 29 after 10 concussions and HIAs. He identified his low tackling technique as the main point of his retirement. He was correct with his statement as his stats for needing attention were. So he got knocked out five times with a low tackle. Ended up with a concussion three times carrying the ball. One off a high tackle, and one off a ball contest. So, you know, I think it comes back to, we're talking about the, the, the obviously the, the, the logic behind this new rule, this new Symbidim rule, and, mm-hmm. and obviously staying away from head, which obviously needs to happen, but when you think, you think when you look at, you know, Boyd Cardner there, five times he got knocked out from, mm-hmm. from tackling low and, you know, getting them, them burners or spikes or whatever they want to call them. And, and Jake Friend was the same. Mm. I think he, a lot of his came from trying to tackle low. And it's because players are so big and so strong. Mm. It's dangerous for them to, to, to tackle low. You're more danger from a knee in the head than an arm in the head. Yeah. Mm. And they're just players are that big and strong. It's, it's, it's almost impossible to tackle them low now anyway. But that's, an interest, that's a really interesting one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, I think he's done quite well there. Um, I, and, I, I've got one of my own. Oh, have you? I've got one of my own. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we mentioned about this in NRL one, but we mentioned, so since 1908, since the start of rugby league in Australia, um, there's been 32 games. That's all 32 games where there's been recorded 80 points in the game or more. Okay. This weekend it was two. Wow. There was the, um, storm. And the Tigers and the Titans and the Seagulls. Wow. Both got 80 points. 32 since 1908, and there was two this weekend. Wow. That's incredible. Isn't it? Yeah. It's um, not looking very good, you know, with the games going. Sorry, I'm, I'm demoralising you a bit. Told you it would happen now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was. Uh... <laughs> It's all the stats of the week. And one from, from Andy. Yeah. Just a just a, a point to finish on the NRL this week, just before we go into the news, yeah? Mm-hmm. I've made a list there, right? Panthers, Storm, Eels, Rabbit O's, Roosters, Sea Eagles, yeah? The rest just give up now. <laughs> yeah. Just stop playing. Just stop playing. He's already dead. Yeah. And it just... <laughs> Do you agree? Yeah, no, I agree, yeah. 
Because I... <laughs> six teams. I, I'm looking down the list and I'm like, I've just made a list as we were talking. Then I'm like, them, those six, Panthers, Storm Eels, Rabbit O's, Roosters, Sea Eagles, the rest... Nah, I mean, you're just wasting your time. Maybe they should do two conferences and just put them six in a league. Division two. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. All right. So, some news. We're going to news? Yes. Okay. News. Do you know what? I think there's only one bit of news that we should start with this week, and that is uh, Sam Halsall. Yeah. Um, tragically uh, lost his dad few days before Father's Day. Um, goes on to score a try. Man of the match, decides to play on Father's Day. Uh, he's on loan at the minute from Wigan to, to Newcastle. There's a Newcastle Thunder. Um, and if he doesn't get performance of the week, try of the week, everything else of the week, there's something wrong. So I just want to say, just like, um, we're, we're thinking of you, Sam. Just what a decision. And just just credit to you, mate. Well done. Well done. And we wish you absolutely all the best. Yeah, definitely. I think the fact that, you know, he's even gone out to play in the first place is heroic in itself. And then, you know, to, to get man of the match and, and, and a try is is something pretty special. So like you say, with with we're thinking of of Sam. And it's very difficult uh, time. And and, no doubt would have made his dad really proud. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, like I say, we we wish you all the very best. Yeah, absolutely. So well, well done, Sam. Um, couple of bits of a uh, couple of bits of transfer news this week. Well, transfer news. Uh, Joe Westerman assigned for Castleford, going back home, if you like. Yeah, uh, Wakefield will be absolutely gutted they've lost him because he's been their best player all season. Yeah, and he seems to be it in. A real sort of purple patch for himself, personally. I think he he would. I think he would slot into any Super League side. Do you think um, Castleford fans are going to be singing "He's Coming Home"? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, and and again for Cast to sign him from Wakefield as well. That's a yeah. That's, that's an added bonus for them, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. But he's he's uh, he's always been really good. Always oh, been really good, um, wherever he's gone. Yeah, um, not transfer news, but news from St Helens this week that um, uh, Joel Thompson uh, signing uh, from Manly for this season on a two-year contract. He's cutting short his stay in the UK and uh, saying that his body is not up to the the physical element of rugby league any longer, uh, and he's retiring at the end of the season and going home. Yeah, and I know <laughs> I know you've got um, a strong opinion on that. I have actually, yeah. Um, for me personally, you know, I I do agree with what you're about to say. Um, I just think credit to to his honesty though, because he could have sat on that that contract for another eighteen months and you know just sat back and, and and took money in. So he seems like an honest guy and an honest player, um, and I'm sure you you know I was quite looking forward to seeing what he could do. Um, in 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 the Saints side, you know when he he fully settled and whatnot. So I agree what you're saying, and it's a little bit like the um, Kyle Eastman situation, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I've you know full of admiration for the players that put the bodies on the line week in week out, and 
I do admire his honesty. Absolutely. And like you said, he could have sat on the contract. Um, as we've seen several overseas players do at different clubs um, to, to to see their contract out. Um, so, yeah, so and, and I think that's really honest. The back of my mind, though, is just always this sort of, well, I can't really get a gig in the NRL, so I'm going to go to Super League because it'll be easier. And actually, the physical element of it, they probably think actually when it gets to it, it's probably not easier. No, I... I and and I, then, I, then I look at the clubs and say, why... And I'm not picking on Saints here. I'm just talking generally about any club bringing a 30-odd-year-old Australian into their midst. And to me, it rarely seems to work. And it's a little bit like, well, we've got a name or we've got a, an NRL player, so he must be, like, he must be better than what we've got. And, I, and I'm convinced that these players in the championship that would do long-term a much better job and we and we've seen that time and time again. Mm. And and at Saints, to give you an example, Alex Warnsley. Yeah. Yeah, who's now probably you know? the best prop in the yeah. the, the league. And Zach Zach Hardacre. Yeah. You know, so it, it you know, and I just think I, I just wonder what these clubs' policies are sometimes on signing thirty odd year old players from overseas. And and thinking, well, actually, he's played. 200 odd games in the NRL, especially as a forward, mm. and you're thinking, well, is he going to get, is he is he going to be beaten up? And the answer is obviously yes to this one. Yeah. If he's come out and said my body can't handle it, yeah. You would think they would, uh, like you say, no. We're not signing anybody over 30. Yeah. And if you've played hundreds of games, well, actually, I'm not. You know. Mm. And and you, I, sometimes I think you can count on one hand the numbers that have that have. Uh, really worked out, especially with forwards. You know, backs sometimes maybe get away with it if they've still got pace, and half backs can get away with it if they've got organisation things like that. But mm. forwards, I think, where it's just the brutality of the game now and the um, uh, the collision element of the game. Yeah, uh, I don't think that matters whether you're colliding with somebody in Sydney um, or in Hull. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, do you want to look at um, State of Origin? Yeah. Of State of Origin on uh, Sunday. Have you ever been as um, uninspired or unexcited for a game, of, uh, a State of Origin game leading up to this one? Um yeah, probably. I'm still excited for it, but it just feels like it's going to be one-sided again, doesn't it? And it and it really needs not to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um right, squads for Origin. Maroon squad. Reese Walsh who has definitely divided opinion. Yep. Um Although they did say he handled the media quite well this week and stuff, and can he handle the ball? Yeah, I think I was watching some. I think it was that three sixty thing in RL three sixty, and then they had Benji on and Benji Marshall and James Graham on. And basically, James Graham and Benji Marshall were sticking up for him and sort of you know saying he's no fear, and when you're that young, you can bounce back. And I think it was Paul Kent was saying, you know, will it develop, you know, deep scars and 
we've seen a lot of players who haven't bounced back from stuff like that. Was James Graham saying, all right, he'll bounce back? Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Benji Marshall was saying... Um, oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> in Fakatane. <laughs> um, was, was basically saying, you know, that he he made his Kiwi debut at 20. Um and and it's sort of, you know the same. And basically, I think Benji Marshall was saying he reminds me of myself without saying that. Right. Okay. Because he said he reminds me of that feeling. Let's <laughs> like, <laughs> talk about me. Yeah. Because <laughs> there, there and, and there was arguments like I think it was Ben Eichen was sort of saying, um, you know, Darren Lockyer's. We remember watching uh, Darren Lockyer's Kangaroos debut, and he said it was 1998 against the Kiwis, and he said it was the worst performance he's ever seen. Like he said, he had an absolute stinker. He said the worst game you could imagine happened. And he said, and I think he might have been at the Roosters or whatever at the time, and he said they were playing the Broncos the week after, and he said after that Kangaroos debut, they said they were going to target Darren Lockyer. Okay. Because, you know, he, he would have been dejected, and, and yeah, yeah. And he said the the Broncos won like sixty points to six or something, right? And Darren Lockyer got man of the match, right? So he was like saying that you know these kids like can bounce back and stuff. Did so, um, talking Darren Lockyer? Did you see that conversion? That, oh that, that attempt to that <laughs> conversion that he took on the television was it half time or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he fell flat on his arse and he as he kicked it. I mean, yeah. the, the, we saw Darren Lockyer's final ever kick, didn't we, in rugby league? At um, Ellen Road. Ellen Road for it? the it was in a uh, Four Nations, wasn't it? I think for yeah. the um, uh, for the Kangaroos. Yeah, and they'd scored in the last minute, hadn't they? And they scored right under the post, didn't they, Australia? Yeah, it was just to the just the right hand side of the post. It yeah. was. and then he 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 took the last kick of because it was last game of his career, and he. Um, Sliced it hopelessly wide, didn't he? Yeah. From like 10 yards out. Yeah. This was even worse. It was so funny. So funny. Anyway, Maroon Squad. Reese Walsh, Valentine Holmes, Kurt Capewell, Dane Gagai, Kyle Kyle Felt, Cameron Munster, Daily Cherry Evans, Christian Welch, Andrew McCulloch gets called up from the Dragons at nine. Uh, Josh Papali'i is back from the Raiders. Uh, Jai Arrow, Felice Kafusa, Tino Faasa Malawi, or Tino the Titan, as we'll call him. Yeah. Can't say his last name very well. Tino the Titan, Ben Hunt, Moeki Fotuaka from the Titans, David Fafita from the Titans, Francis Molo gets a call up from the Cowboys, Cohen Hess back in the squad, also from the Cowboys, and Ronaldo Mulitalo from the Sharks, the winger. I know he played well last week, but I think at this stage, if you're still if you're still calling up Ben Hunt, I don't know how old he is. No, but you would think, wouldn't you, that they'd have more halfbacks to pick from? I think he's a bit more versatile, isn't he? Because mm. he has played nine. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I suppose. Never really got a run in 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 the Maroon squad, though, has he? Like no. in the starting. No, not uh, at all. 13. No. There's always been somebody ahead of him. Mm. Um, but, I mean, the actual fact doesn't look bad, does it? Really? I mean, if you you're going to get picked for Origin, it's going to be a good squad, isn't it? Of course it? it is, yeah. But then you read the Queen, the New South Wales squad out and you're like, ooh. <laughs> Go on then. 
Josh Adokar, Nathan Cleary, Damian Cook, Angus Crichton gets uh, called back after missing for game one from suspension, I think. Uh, Dale Finucane is called in from the Storm. Campbell Graham, Payne Haas, Appy Corisau, Jerome Luai, Liam Martin, Trow Mitchell, Cameron Murray, Junior Paolo, Daniel Saifiti, Tarek Sims, James Tedesco, Brian Toto, Tom Trevojevic, Jack White and, and Isaiah Yo. Yeah. Yeah, I know which side I'd rather be on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I looked at the bookies odds for this this week and um, 14 points start for the for the Blues. 14. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it that For the Maroons, 14 uh, start sorry, for the for, Maroons. Yeah, sorry, yeah. It's usually um, about six, four. Yeah. Something like that. I don't that. think I've ever seen it at four teams. I don't think I've ever seen it that that even for the first game, I think it was four or six even. Yeah. Might have drifted out to eight, but yeah. even eight's a lot. I've just thought of something as well when you talked about Josh Adelkar. In the club game this week where they scored sixty odd points, he didn't score a try. No, he didn't. I don't think the other winger did either, Jennings. No, I, think you're right. I think everybody scored apart from them too. Which means that he's obviously gonna score now first in state of origin, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see. It sounds like it's going to be very um, lopsided again to me. Yeah, yeah. The other game this week, the other, the other, should we say, big game this week? Yeah. Um, England and combined nations. Yeah. Which has caused a lot of <laughs> a lot of debate, I think, hasn't it? Well, we ran a poll this week on Twitter on our Twitter page. Um, that's, and we put three options in. We said, uh, what should happen to this England um, game? Um, and it was Super League fixtures cancelled, England game cancelled, or nothing should change. Yeah. And 44% of our respondees said that uh, the Super League fixtures should be cancelled. 45% said um, that the England game should be cancelled. No, I don't agree with that. And ten percent said nothing should change. That I'm sorry, Twitter, but that adds up to ninety nine. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, one percent must have like spoiled the ballot paper or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure, <laughs> but it adds up to ninety nine. Anyway, so that was that was it. Forty four for Super League cancelled. Forty five for the England game cancelled. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I I don't think this should be cancelled in the England game. But to be fair to our respondees as well, people were, were highlighting different reasons why. Yeah, I just think in a World Cup, yeah, we we need to get out. Um, I'm not... I mean, when you look at this combined nation squad as well, I think if England don't win by 30, 40 points, I think that's a disappointment. Maybe that's a bit harsh, but well, I think well, it should be pretty easy looking at that squad. Well, did you see what Tim Sheens said? Um, yeah, about today. He said that um, he had a list of 30 to 40 players and with availability, injuries and COVID, he picked what was left. Mm. But then he had to delve into the championship, didn't he, to, to fill the squad? Yeah. Yeah, for for one player, wasn't it? But um... There's no Catalans players in it either, is there? No. No. No, no French players whatsoever. I don't think is there. No, 
which is bizarre. The the Exiles game was scrapped. They did that about three times, I think, didn't they? Something like that. Right? And that was scrapped. And basically this is what we've this is it, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is this is the Exiles, isn't it? This is yeah. it's not combined nation. It, let's have it right. It's the Exiles, isn't it? Apart from Jake Connor. Oh, and Jermaine McGilvery. England's oh, England's fourth top try scorer. He might even be third. Fourth, no, I think he's fourth, I think. Right. I think there's three players above him that have scored more tries for England. And uh, he's playing for this combined nations. I don't understand. So we're now having to pack out um, the squad with players that might even end up playing in the World Cup squad mm-hmm. for England. Yep. And uh, Jackson Hastings. He's put his hand up and said he wants to play for England. Yeah, do you know what? And he's leading this team. Yeah. Do you know what? When when they announced this game, I thought, oh, you know, might be all right, that. Warring, uh, it's at Warrington, you know. We'll... And I'm like, then then you're thinking, I'm not going now. No. And, 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 and I'm, I hate myself for saying that, really, because I've always tried to support... Um, England, the the international game, everything, and I, and I've really enjoyed it. Me and you went to watch England and France last year, didn't we? At Lee, yeah. Was it England or England Knights? Was it England Knights, can't have been England. Now. We went, we went to Lee, didn't we? Against yeah, France. it was great. It was freezing, but it was, was great. Free, but it was really good. Yeah. And then, but this one, I've got no appetite for. No. And and have even I, lost it. I lost it, me, when I saw the squads. To be honest, well, it says tickets from twenty quid. Mm. And I'm not prepared to, to part with petrol and 20 quid to go and watch this one, I don't think. Is it on Sky? Yeah. And I think you'll see. And I think you'll see when you watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Friday. When you watch it on Friday, I think you'll see a, a pretty sparse crowd, I think. Yeah. I think so as well. Probably just be a lot of Warrington fans because we'll have to travel very far. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody... I mean, there won't be a lot travelling from, like, Hull, say, I don't think, from it. We'll see, but... Do you want the squads? Yeah, go on. What do you want, England or Combined Nations? Start off with England, it might be more positive. (laughs) John Bateman, Daryl Clark, Mike Cooper, Ben Curry, Tom Davis, Liam Farrell, Luke Gale, Ash Handley, Morgan Knowles, Reese Lynn, Johnny Lomax... Paul McShane, Tommy Makinson, Mikolaj uh, Aledsky, Joe Philbin, Stefan Ratchford, Sam Tompkins, Alex Wormsley, Joe Westerman. Hmm. I haven't really got much argument with that, really. Um. I think no, I, I haven't got much argument with that at all, to be honest. No, I haven't. The, my only question. Or the one that I thought, hmm, surprised he's not made it. And I know he's a bit older and whatnot now. But Ryan, Ryan Hall. Hall is having mm. a, a terrific season. Yeah. Top try scorer, isn't he? If he's not, he's definitely second he's, or third or whatever. He's but he's up there, isn't he? Yeah. He's having a phenomenal season. Yeah. And, like, I'm not slagging off Ash Handley or anything. But you wouldn't put him up against Australia. There's nothing to him. No. When we, we spoke last week, didn't we, about the difference in the size of the outside backs for the kangaroos and things? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we read the um, 
combined nations out now, um, or in a second, and and you know who their wingers are. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I, like he's obviously a good player. I like Ashan. I think he's a good player, but there's just he just he's like a twig, isn't he? But I think as well for Ryan Hall, and you could say, well, you know, he's he's getting older. Are his international days over? Maybe but he's if, declined but, it. But if he's the maybe to to preserve yeah, playing at club yeah. level, yeah, you don't know that, do you? Maybe. No. maybe uh, but if he's the man in form, yeah, and he's got a proven record, yeah, then yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe there's been a couple of things. Maybe he's like. Look, I'm not retiring because I want to try and make the World Cup squad, but I don't really want to have to play this extra game in the, in the middle of the season. Yeah, which is, and plus all KR yeah. have got COVID things. He's like, like I, I might need to play for my club this yeah. week, but you know, yeah. thinking me for the World Cup. I don't know. You never know because usually they come out and say, "I'm not playing for England anymore. No. I'm retiring internationally." No, and it's actually it's it's ending up being Sean Wayne's first game, isn't it, as England coach after all this time? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some. Yeah, there's not. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with the England squad. Maybe one or two have got a shout. One or two surprise, like Tom Davis. I didn't expect him to be in it. No, not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm just saying I didn't expect him to be in it. Reese Lynn is another one. He's a bit funny for me. Like, always seems to be in the squad, but never really seems to play. Mm. But um, there's not there's nothing wrong with it. Joe Westerman, deservedly called up. Morgan Knowles, after changing his Welsh, allegiance. Welsh Morgan. Yeah, well, Welsh Morgan. Um, Liam Farrell's still going. And still still the, probably the best second rower in the comp. Yeah. Phenomenal player. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a lot wrong with it. Trying to look for props. Oh, there's one there. Matt Cooper, Wormsley, Aledski. And obviously you're not going to get any of the NRL players for this game anyway. No, could no. So if you look what's what's missing from there and what's what's left, then yeah, so it's probably about right. Looks a touch lightweight, but we'll see. I don't think there's anything particular wrong with it. Anyway, um combined nation squad. Um Jamaican Jake Connor. <laughs> You're Jamaican me crazy, mate. With this squad. Very good. Thanks. Um Ken Seo, Peter Matautia, Ricky Lutelli, Jermaine McGilvery, Jackson Hastings, Aidan Caesar, Matt Pryor, Nathan Peets, uh, Tavita Satai, Kenny Edwards, Kalepi Tanganoa, Luke Yates, Cruz Leeming, Pauli Pauli. Uh, Suae Matagi, Andre Savelio, Junior Moores, and Liam K. Liam K. Yeah, Irish, isn't he? Ah, yeah. So yeah, I was a bit confused oh, by that one for a minute. Plays for Ireland. Plays for Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no St Helens players there. No, apparently, um, they asked for two. Didn't name. Didn't name um, which two. Which two. Um, but apparently the two that they asked for or inquired about are managing injuries. Right. Could have asked for another two. Then. I can only imagine that one is Agnesius Parsi. Parsi. Nagama. And possibly Kevin Nagama. And Ky- doesn't Kyle Amor play for Ireland as well? 
Yeah, and Lou McCarthy's car's broke. Yeah. And James, oh, he's broke his leg, though, hasn't he? Yeah, James Bentley. Otherwise, he might have been in the England squad. He was part of the news as well, because he's signed uh, for Leeds. Yeah. Did we have that last week? Mm, or was it no. that, has that happened this week? Happened this week. Yeah, good signing for Leeds. Excellent sign. Big loss for St. Helens. Yeah. Big uh, loss, big gain. Yeah, definitely. Um, but when you look at that 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 All Stars that that combined nations team, it just it's it's so underwhelming. I think if you go back to the old Exiles games as well for for that thing, it all depends how seriously they take it mm. because they're not actually playing for their their country. They're not actually playing for the pride of their country or you know what are they playing for? If that makes sense. Mm. You know, I I firmly believe that we'd have been much better off playing France, who seem to be, you know, if you look at where Catalans are in the league, yeah, to lose. Um, yeah. The other French players that you know, people like Farge, who's been in good form, yeah, um, that sort of thing. I'm thinking, you know, they're 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 sat at home doing nothing. Mm. Even players like. Um... Benjamin Garcia and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, so let me ask you this. Yaha. If we'd have been playing France yeah. at Warrington, mm-hmm. would you have gone? Yeah. 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 And I, the thing with the combined nations thing is, I think as, you know, if, you're, if your club ends up having three or four players in this combined nations team and they get injured or whatever, I think you'd feel a bit, Rubbish about it just because it's like it's like if you were playing France and you had a load of French players in your team and they got injured, I don't think you mind that as much because it's like well, it's France they're playing for their country. Like mm. you have to, you I think you have to play. Yeah. Whereas this combined nations thing is, it's just a bit of a um, a nothing game. It's not a um, it's not a country. It's not a team that will ever play again. No, that's right. And the whole thing. This is why I think this is one of the reasons that I've been so despondent this week because obviously this leads into the Rugby League World Cup. Yeah. And it's a real worry for me. One, there's a, there's a real worry for me about the way the games have gone this year, both here in the NRL, about these blowout scores. Yeah. And we mentioned last week about six again. Yeah. And I have a real worry about. They can't what, what's use that the six again like. rule in the World Cup. I, I gonna, but they're going to do, aren't they? But they can't. But I. It, I, and, and then I worry about what that has on already dwindling national interest and national impact in rugby league. Mm. You know, and and I just I just don't see, I don't see the leadership. I don't see anything that that to to inspire me from from the rugby league around its leadership, around its direction. Any and and I'm I absolutely demoralised with it at the moment. Yeah. You know, um, so but England, is, England would have been better playing France. It'd have been better for us, and it would have been better for France. Yeah. What I will say is, is that all this stuff that we've spoke about now, this this leadership, everything. If if you had not listened to them, all this stuff was on our special with on our three specials. Yeah. Around issues in the game that we did with Gray, with with uh, with Graham Hall, and the letter that there was written by the fans, and to me. The stuff from Grey and the stuff from that that letter and the stuff we did over three parts in that pod is now becoming more more and more relevant every single week. Yeah, 
So Definitely. if you haven't listened to them, please do yourself a favour. Just, just, just tune in. Just go back, find the specials, and listen to them. And because I think rather than go through everything now, I think we've been through it all on the specials. And I'm absolutely just, I really am demoralised with it. So, yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, but I know. I think there is a, we got one little bit of news left. It's yeah. actually quite. I think it's it's funny I, in a way. I'm not going to read the whole tweet out, but I want to talk to you about Derek Beaumont. <laughs> right, Derek, uh, obviously owner of Lee, um, had to go at the Boo Boys this week because Lee. We we'll come on to the, the the review very shortly, but Lee uh, got pretty much hammered by Hull FC this week. Um, there was a few boos ringing around the ground and Derek's took umbrage to their boos and um, has said, you're not real. Uh, if you're booed, you're not real fans. Uh, we don't want you. So if you're a season ticket holder and you want a refund, contact the ticket office and I will personally come and swap your season ticket for cash. Mm. Uh, you're not the sort of fans we want. Um, and he will he will support the team, the coach, and uh, and the and the remaining fans and and the club until the end. Yeah. So not not John Duffy though. <laughs> um, but yeah. um, I like the bit where he he said um, about buying players. Oh, he, and, and he about said, what supermarket? Which supermarket should, I go should we go? Yeah. I like the idea of walking into a supermarket and getting like a three for two on like Catalan players or something. <laughs> yeah. Buy one get one free at Hull KR or something. <laughs> Neto doesn't exist anymore, does it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I just like that. There's some points on your Tesco club card there, though, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. It's like, ooh, ooh, uh, J- James Maloney's half price this week. <laughs> club card? Don't they do special prices now on club cards? Or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, but that, that just it just made me laugh. Supermarket um, sweep with players. <laughs> hosted by Derek Beaumont. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so I think that just about uh, wraps up the news. Um, and so should we... But I, I get, Oh, sorry. No, it doesn't. Because in all this, in all this despondency, I put a tweet out last week asking people for um, some good news. Okay. And people wrote in... Um, and said, well, our good friends at six again, they said, well, actually, Broncos ladies and the Army ladies have, have set off the uh, the Southern Ladies Conference. Um, we had a few shouts, and um, we'll give them a shout-out at the end of the, the, the Bullock Shed, a Featherstone fan saying Gaz Gale was playing for Featherstone Lions two years ago, amateur rugby league, and he's now the top try scorer in the competition. And he scored in nine consecutive games. Very good. I've well done Gaz Gale. Exactly, yeah. Um, there was a, a nice thing in the Jersey Flag Cup where the Fijian, uh, the, a Fijian prodigy scored a winger and then went to see his crowd, his fans in the crowd, uh, his family, and they all started singing like the Fijians do. Yeah, the they all started. Yeah, and they all started singing and with him, yeah, which was which was really nice to see. Yeah, and Brighton and Hove uh, Rugby League played their first game. Brilliant. Um, and uh, and. Uh, somebody, Pete, also said that Greg Inglis is playing in Super League. <laughs> is he? Well, that's what Pete said. So it <laughs> <laughs> made me giggle. So that was good news this week. Very good. Good news in short supply, but at least we've had some. Yep. Okay. Every cloud. Every cloud. Absolutely. Should we move on to our review? 
Yes. Let's, okay, let's, uh, let's brush through the review from Super League. Okay. Started off on Wednesday night, Wakefield 12, Castleford 18. Has there been a more shrewd buy this season than Jordan Turner? Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. Playing really well, isn't he? Very well. Very, very well. I, I think that's great to see. Yeah, definitely. You know, they turned him into some sort of super winger, haven't they? And Which they did with Greg Eden. Yeah. Very, he's, he's been excellent. Which then begs the question, is Michael Shenton one of the best centres that we've ever produced in this country? Um, Probably, if you, you know, if you, if you, you know, delved into it. Um, Daryl Powell, I think the other week, a few weeks ago, a couple of months, whatever, said that Michael Shenton was the best passer in the world. Really? really sure. Apparently. Right. Okay. Just do it in training or something. <laughs> As a centre, you're not passing very far, are you? No, but, he, but he, when you think about how many tries Eden got and things like that, yeah. and then Turner now getting that, he's... I'm not sure if he was his winger, but Denny Solomona as well. I, I was trying to think that. I didn't want to say that because I wasn't sure. That, I think he was on the right one. He might have been on the opposite side. I think he was, yeah. Um, but Cass have had some super, you know, super wingers um, over the last few years. And But Jordan Turner's been excellent. And, and John rem- Wells. <laughs> yeah, John Wells. Darren Rogers. <laughs> I was waiting for... I See, I was going to say that, but I thought, I'm not going to mention Darren Rogers because you're going to say it. Because you've got you've got your signed photo of Darren Rogers, haven't you? And the ball. And the ball. Probably should be getting Darren on, really. Yeah. Maybe. I think you'd go to pieces, to be honest. You reckon? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan Turner's probably unlucky not to be in either of these squads, because I'm sure he's he's got, like, Jamaican heritage or whatever. If Jake Connor can get in, surely Jordan Turner can get in. Yeah. Um, and, he, and played well enough to do so, I yeah, think, as well. And, yeah. and, and even a shout for England, the way he's been playing. Yeah, yeah. I say, I'm, I'm surprised he's not in any of them squads because yeah. he's, he's been really good and really stood up in big games when it might, and he was excellent again in the Challenge Cup semi-final. But, but Wakefield were tipped to win that one. And yeah, just because of how poor their form's been. Yeah, and... The Cass is, that is. Cass. I d- and again, it's always difficult to predict in derbies, isn't it? But, like, uh, but Cass, I thought, played... Played pretty well, really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Saints 2, Warrington 6. A very, very low-scoring affair. Yeah. Um, I mean, brilliant defence by both teams, mm. first of all, obviously. Yeah. Um, Saints unable to, to cross the line. Um. Didn't really look like crossing the line either, I didn't think. No, I thought they looked quite predictable in attack. And Warrington obviously defended really well, but I did think that Saints made it we, um, easy for them to we, defend. We've mentioned, uh, well, I looked at the record for this, you know. Um, Saints obviously there towards the top of the top end of the table. Um, but I think six out of six of the wins that they've had have come against uh, teams in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. And when the team's in the top six, they've won one, lost two. Yeah. So are the, are the top teams able to work Saints out a lot easier and don't get, shall we say, bullied or intimidated? Well, I think it's, yeah, I think the... the, the Out-fitnessed, out if you like. I know Saints yeah. have, have been very, or Saints and Ellen's fans have been very 
critical of their attack, haven't they? So I think when you get to the top teams, they can defend it a lot easier. Um, uh, but I think Saints are, are, are crying out for some sort of attacking inspiration. What What do you make of Christian Wolf's comments after that was um, casting doubt on um, some of the injuries that that Warrington had and where uh, Saints seemed to be uh, on a roll? There was one in particular where I think it was Lou McCarthy Scarsbrook had almost got to the line, mm, and yeah. then I think was it. Um, uh, it was King, wasn't it? I can't remember who. Oh, yes, it was, it was Toby King. It was Toby yeah. King, wasn't it, that then had a knee injury yeah. and, and disrupted all the uh, momentum. Yeah. And he pointed to that happening four or five times. It, and know, it's not. And this isn't a slant at Warrington because this seems to happen in a lot of games now. Yeah. I, it's, do you know what? It's probably fair comments. But when it comes after a, a loss like that, it just comes across as sour grapes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But the the comment I thought the comments that he was making were probably valid, and like you say, not not valid. Obviously, valid for the what for that game, but valid for a lot of games, and it is creeping into the game. Yeah. Um, but like I say, when it comes after a loss like that and a big game, it just comes across as excuses and, yeah. and sour grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but a good game. A good, yeah, a good, good game, game. Really good game intense. Just yeah. the intensity, the defense. It was more like an old school NRL game. Yeah, definitely. Um, what wasn't many risks taken by either side? No, I don't think so. It was a bit, yeah, safety first type thing. Warrington looking good. Warrington real dark horses, I think. Now. And I think probably on this occasion, I probably think that Steve Price probably outcoached Christian Wolf a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, Wigan eight. Hull KR 18. What a fantastic win, which I predicted, you I believe. did predict. Yes, you did. Very well done. I like it when I predict. I make the most of the predictions. One thing, right. you've got it right. Exactly, yeah. so I'm going to make the most of it. But what a good win. Yeah, very um, good win. And I- kept Wigan scoreless until around about 67th, 65th minute, something like that. Held them up over the line about four or five times. Yeah. Great effort. Ridiculous defence. Yeah. But, yeah. And know. without Jordan Abdul as well. Yeah, who's been playing really well? Yeah, I know Wigan had to have got a few injuries himself. Like Jackson Hastings was playing fullback, for example. Mm. Um, but but Wigan had plenty of opportunities to score. Let's say held up over the line four times, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and the Gildart try, the the highlights that I was watching, I'm not even convinced he got that down for to for to make it twelve uh, eight. I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looked like he got held up again, but. Yeah. On, off the one camera angle, it was it was hard to see. Yeah. Um, but OK, I are playing some excellent rugby, and we're probably very annoyed that the the can't fulfil this this fixture this week against St. Helens because they probably feel that quite confident. It, I think, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I did have a question for you about three of the bigger teams, but I'm going to save it for next week because we're running out of time. Okay. So because it's more of a discussion point. Okay. Um, um, the other. The other, um, actually, I want to save that one to the last. So, Lee 22, Hull FC 64, a walloping. Ruthless. Yeah. Jake Connor in fine form. Yeah. Um, yeah. High spot for Lee, uh, Ryan Briley. Yeah, we looked um, good. 150th try for Lee. Yeah. Well done. Congrats, well done. Congratulations. And uh, and the, the try that he did score was, was some uh, lovely footwork. Yeah, nice little steps. Yeah, a couple of steps. Yeah, so well done. And the try that I look really impressive in in 
What's a poor side? Yeah. I, I like him and I like that Ben Reynolds as well. He scored a good individual try. He did. Yes, you're right. He, um, he looks quite good. But the try, try of the game was um, the, was it Jack Brown? He called Jack Brown. He went in just under the sticks where they made a break down the right-hand side and Andre Savelli will give a little, yeah. you know, out the back door thing back inside to yeah. Reynolds or whoever it was. That was and, a great try. And uh, uh, Andre the Giant scored... Um, Three tries, he got a hat-trick, didn't he? His first hat-trick. Yeah, yes, he did, yeah. So, very well done to him. Um, and, <laughs> you, you, I mean, I would say only in rugby league, but it's happened in football not long ago, didn't it? Um, Huddersfield, eight. Salford, nine. And the big talking point, Scott Michalaukas, the referee, sending off the wrong player. Yeah, I notice he's been demoted to the championship this week. He has been demoted to the championship this week. Dan Sargent can Dan Sargentson comes in with a swinging arm, on a high tackle, mm. and he sends off James Greenwood, who was around his ankles. Yeah, yeah, and and again, are they not wired up to touch judges, fourth official? I mean, the referee was in a. Good to get, enough, you know, position. to get the right yeah. to get the right yeah. decision. The, the the referee was in a good enough position to see that on himself. Yeah, but they are mic'd up to the touch judges at every game. So, and and between three or and four, not only officials, that, it wasn't on Sky, was it? So there's an in goal. There's then. an in goal touch. So there's, five, so there's five. Well, there's four at that end, isn't there? Yeah, but there's three within really close proximity. Exactly. The referee is the touch judge on the near side, side, and the there's the and there's the in goalie. Yeah, yeah. How have none of the officials got the right call there? I don't know, but you'd be gutted if you were James Green. I wouldn't be going off if it was James Greenwood. Well, I haven't seen I'd the... Be say, I'd be saying, you need to talk to him, you need to talk to him, because that's well, not... Well, nothing's him. come of it, I don't think, has it? Um, no. Does Sargentson get banned, then? Because he must get cited for it. Do you know it. what? I didn't even see the disciplinary from this week. No, but he must get cited for it, mustn't it? Oh, yeah, I would have oh, thought so. Um but, I mean, it's just... Um, it's a poor error, isn't it? A poor error. And I know Ian Watson was going mad about it, wasn't it? Saying that it should have been Dan Sargentson that, that should have been sent off. And to fair, losing a fullback probably makes a difference mm. because he can bring other props on and stuff, oh. can't he? But, Although what I would say to that, Ian, is you oh, scored yeah. one try against 12 men. Well, that's my four, point. For 40 that's, minutes. That's my point. Don't be going mad about it when you can't score against 12 you, men. You, you've, you've let, you know... And you've lost 9-8 and you've played the half the game against 12 men. Yeah. So James Greenwood, nothing come of it. And Dan Sargent hasn't got a three-match penalty notice. Right. Three-game ban for Dan Sargent. Okay. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand. No, actually, I don't understand your frustration, really, because that they're the facts. You've scored one try in 40 minutes against 12 men and lost. Yep. Definitely. So, um, I think that's the end of the preview, isn't it? We've just got a quick... Quick uh, looking forward to this week's games. Um, Hull Car and Saints is off, as we've already said. Yeah. Um, bit of controversy with Salford and Leeds because that is now Sunday mm-hmm. instead of Friday, mm-hmm. which I do think there's something not quite right in that because Salford couldn't field a team last year and got a, an automatic forfeit and 24 nil defeat against them. Yeah. Uh, and yet they've allowed the RFL have allowed Super League have allowed Leeds to move that because they said they couldn't get a team out. Yeah, um, I don't think that's 
quite right what people are saying. That's what academies are for. You can't just throw academy teams in against experienced pros. That's not what it's for. No. I don't agree with that. But if you can get a team out, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, doesn't sit comfortable with me, that one. No, no, me. Um, there's just a, again, again, only in rugby league, there's just the, the, this, there's just the, it's just this, uh, there's a complete conflict, isn't there, in all the decisions that seem to be made. Yeah. Um, anyway, you got a prediction for that one? Um, oh, it's quite a tough one, that. Mm. I think, I suppose it depends who Leeds have got back and... Well, if if they come through, you would assume they've got the four or five players that they've got in this international, wouldn't you? I'm going to say Salford by six. Just on the basis of being fresh and, and have a win last week? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think Leeds will be too strong if they get players back, so I'll go Leeds to ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hull v Huddersfield? Um, Huddersfield, very hot and cold, aren't they? Hull, look, yeah. um, hot at the minute. So I think I'm going to say Hull by 16. Yeah, I, I'd go along with that because I've given up on Huddersfield now. After you After, said they finished uh, second. Yeah, I've, yeah. Warrington Lee? Um, Is it just a case of how many by? Yeah. Was, uh, I, I don't know Warrington. Have, actually, Warrington have got a few in the... Yeah. Um, I'll still English go I'll still England. go 32. I'm, I'm going to say 20. Wakefield Wigan? Um, interesting game I think that is an interesting game I think Wigan could lose two on the bounce here with having players in the England team and and already having a lot of injuries I think I think yeah. but having said that Wakefield have got quite a few players in that combination team yeah. and, and the England team I'm going to say Wakefield by four oh, I'm going to go Wakefield by twelve mm. and then uh Another interesting one, uh, Castleford and Catalan. That is an interesting one. I think Catalan are quite fresh, though. Yeah, and I think Paul McShane is a massive loss for Castleford. He's at the heart of everything that he that they do. I'm going to say Catalan by ten. I'm going to go to Cass. Uh, sorry, Catalan. I'm going to go Cats by twenty-two. I think it might be. Easy. I think it might be. Well, I'm judging all these on blowout games now. <laughs> yeah, true. You know. Yeah. So. Is that it? Yes, I think so. We've got uh, we've got a couple of shout outs though before we go. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got uh, obviously our first shout out. I think needs to go to Sam Halsall. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we mentioned before. We've got um, friends that have uh, and things that have, have contacted us this week and followers. We've got the Bullock Shed, who are the uh, fans account from Featherston. So give them a give them a mention. Um, and uh, a Hull fan, uh, Hull FC fan that is, uh, Nicola Lawson. Hello to Nicola. And uh, our our shout out for one of our new followers this week, um, a, a, a Mr. John Cena. Who's that? I think he does a bit of wrestling. All right. What? That absolutely warped my fragile little mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, and that's, and I'm sorry, but that's no disrespect. To Nicola or the Bullock Shed, yeah. But and and if I were you, I'd take it as a compliment that you're on the shout out as the same episode as John Cena. 
Hello, John. Hello. <laughs> no doubt you're listening, John. So uh, <laughs> if you want to come on and talk about your love for rugby league as well as uh, WWE, um, you, you, you're quite welcome. But it's great to have you amongst our followers, John. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and on that, I don't really know what to say about that on that note. I couldn't believe it. Does he get a shout out every week now? <laughs> Maybe. Just so we press the point on that John Cena follows us. Yeah. Okay. And it is the real one? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because I was just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> not, lo- not like when we thought that Tyson Fury had followed us, but it was actually just some guy called Gypsy King or something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was the bare-knuckled champion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, thank you for all for your support. Thank you for everybody this week for your um, contributions on Twitter and our messages. We really do appreciate it. Find us on Twitter, at Loose Forward Pod. And also on Facebook, at Loose Forward Pod. And uh, contact us. Anything you want us to talk about, give us a shout. But I think that's about it for now. We thank you so much for listening. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Enjoy your rugby league. Enjoy your rugby league.